Hello and welcome to today's VJ Hemonk podcast. We are a global open access video journal bringing you the latest in hematological oncology. In today's podcast, you will hear from leading experts who discuss the growing role of immunotherapy in the treatment of acute lymphoblastic leukemia, the possibility of moving away from stem cell transplantation, and more. First, Arnon Nagler briefly discusses how novel immunotherapies have transformed the ALL treatment landscape. So adult ALL, especially refractory or relapsed ALL, was a devastating uh, disease, unmet disease, with only uh, 20% of the patient being uh, cured or uh, long-lived. And, but the immunotherapy really revolutionized and gave hope to this patient, uh, first with the monoclonal antibody, so either the bite or drug-conjugated monoclonal antibodies, so all the field of, uh, of bite, so two-arm car, and uh, the drug-conjugated antibody started with ALL and then moved to lymphoma and, and the myeloma. And then the CAR T-cells, so we have both humoral and cellular immunotherapy that really uh, revolutionized uh, the field of adult ALL and uh, now uh, even uh, challenging the role of uh, transplantation in some patients that are with high comorbidity uh, for uh, transplantation. So really immunotherapy really changed uh, all the field of uh, and, uh, therapy in ALL. Next, you will hear from Maxim Mamonkin, who discusses the potential role of CD7 targeting CAR T-cells for the treatment of T-cell ALL, and Nicholas Short, who highlights the important role of immunotherapy and the possibility of moving away from stem cell transplant. Yeah, so CD7 is an excellent target in T-cell ALL. It's expressed very brightly, uniformly in most of the cases. It is frequently down-regulated in mature T-cell neoplasms, such as peripheral T-cell lymphoma. But for TLL, it's among the best, if not the best target. And, and so, you know, developing CAR T-cell approaches for this disease obviously makes a lot of sense. Now, unlike CD5 that are automatically fragicide resistant, for CD7 CAR T-cells, we have to do something else. We have to either, either CRISPR it out or we, we can use protein expression blocker to remove surface expression. Um, or the approach that we have recently developed is not to do any of those and instead just expand them in the presence of uh, pharmacologic inhibitors of tyrosine kinases that block that signaling. And so, and as a result, we can generate the products, uh, the T-cell um, products that are quite functional. And uh, there have been several clinical trials so far of CD7 CAR T-cells using different cell sources, autologous, donor-derived, off-the-shelf, allogeneic cells using different strategies to prevent fratricide. Again, CRISPRing them out or blocking with, a, with an additional construct that, that anchors CD7 inside the cell. And both of these lead to very functional T-cell products. And, and there have been a few studies primarily coming out uh, from our colleagues in China um, that show very good activity in patients with refractory and relapsed T-cell ALL as uh, a bridge to uh, hematopoietic stem cell transplant most of the time. And our own clinical experience shows that, that cells that are unmanipulated, unedited, and expanded with tyrosine kinase inhibitors also produce very good responses, um, at least on those level two, and we continue escalating that. So um, 
also an important aspect of that is aplasia of normal T cells is limited because of the normal um, substances that are naturally CD7 negative that repopulate the host, they expand, and we tend to think that they mediate protection against systemic infections. So um, the safety profile is pretty good for that. So looking to the future of ALL, I think that we're going to continue to build upon the research that's ongoing uh, using uh, inotuzumab, lenitumab, and CAR T cells in combination and sequence for our patients, uh, again with the, with the goal of uh, hopefully eliminating the need for uh, transplant for many of our patients. So I think if we think about, for example, Philadelphia chromosome negative B-cell ALL, I think it's going to be standard to incorporate our best available agents, uh, maybe some amount of chemotherapy, although I think the amount that we might need for these patients is debatable. We're going to incorporate inotuzumab as well as blinitumab into the frontline setting to get higher rates of uh, you know, MRD negativity, uh, which, will, which should translate to better outcomes. Then the question is, what's going to be the role of CAR T-cell? I would argue that uh, we should be moving CAR T-cells not only from, into, from second or later salvage to first salvage and even to the frontline setting, potentially as consolidation. So I think that's something we're excited to explore is actually when we historically would have done sent patients to transplant, instead give them the best available therapy we have, some amount of chemotherapy, inotuzumab, blinitumab, and then consolidate them with CAR T cells, which we know are very effective when they're given to patients with low burden disease, MRD positive, or actually uh, no detectable disease, and actually are safer when they're given like that. And again, then we can hopefully eliminate the need for transplant and reduce the potential morbidity and mortality. Same in the relapse refractory setting, we should be using for those patients who do relapse, we should use any of these effective drugs that they haven't already received. So a combination of some chemotherapy perhaps with inotuzumab, blinitumumab, and then CAR T cell consolidation as well. Again, with the goal of reducing the need and eliminating the need for uh, transplant even in patients with relapsed refractory ALL. Lastly, Ryan Cassidy shares some insights into future treatment approaches in ALL and where the field is moving. Now with several agents uh, that use the immune system to treat B-cell ALL available. I think where the field is going to be moving is trying to optimize agent selection, sequencing, and timing so that we're hopefully using these drugs uh, in their most optimal uh, time uh, in a patient's journey. Uh, so, for example, uh, combining whether it's inotuzumab, azagomycin, the CD22 antibody drug conjugate uh, with chemotherapy or TKIs for pH positive disease, whether it's combining blinitumumab with TKIs or uh, chemotherapy as, as is being done. These might be effective strategies uh, for initial therapy, uh, recognizing that these agents have their own um, limitations or challenges, whether it's their toxicity profile, their efficacy in certain circumstances, the safety signals they have and how they might combine. Um, in terms of CAR T cells, uh, with autologous CD19 CAR T cells being the one product currently available or the one approach currently available, Tysogen Leclusol or Brexacaptogene Autolusol, I think because of some of the limitations of patient selection, cell manufacturing and things like this, um, we're probably quite a ways away from having those products be a frontline initial approach. Perhaps we might see them move into the initial phases of therapy, but after some period of uh, whether it's chemotherapy or some other agent as, as a cytoreductive approach. Um, as technology improves and we may start to have more so-called off-the-shelf products, whether they're aloe cars or these sorts of things where we don't have the problems of 
um, waiting for the cells to be manufactured uh, and finding patients that are safe enough or are healthy enough to, to wait the time needed. Perhaps we start to see those products move even earlier, uh, but we're likely several years out there. Uh, so it's a very exciting time for immunotherapy with some of these agents being first in class or among the first in class uh, for this relatively rare disease. Uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of evolution in the years to come with this. Uh, the one really important caveat, though, where we still need a lot of work is those patients with T-cell ALL. Uh, there are some studies going on looking at newer approaches for this challenging disease, uh, but hopefully we'll start to see some new immunotherapy agents available for TALL in the years to come as well. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VJ Hemonk and subscribe to VJ Hemonk Podcasts on Spotify, Apple and Podbean. Until next time.